guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your boy, your host, George Mackay, back in studio again today, pre-recorded. Uh, coming to you via Skype, I got a special treat. So the lady that I've been following for a few years now in the Ontario indie scene, she is an incredible talent. Please help me welcome the hardcore princess, Jules Malone, to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, thanks. How are you? I can't complain. It's Wednesday night. I'm about to talk wrestling with one of my favorite women in the business, and uh, life is good. Awesome. Good. To, I'm glad to hear that. So one of the first questions I always ask is kind of my standard go-to question. I call it the defining moment. It's that moment that you remember falling in love with this business that we're going to be talking about today. Do you remember that moment? Uh, yeah, it was just when I was a young fan, I just sat there and I was just like, okay, yeah, this is definitely something that's got to be in my future. Nice. And was there anybody that you gravita gravitated towards very early on in your fandom before you began training? Um, well, see, I started watching wrestling when I was four or five. So um, there's so many different eras. So it would really just depend on um, which little era there was. But um, right when I first started, there wasn't very many female wrestlers. There was um, female managers. And then... Um, you know, so I would sort of, I really only knew about the men. And then um, later on, there was, um, you know, like a laundry place. She came out and I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Bull Nakano. And, you know, there was just more, more women. And so then I was more of, more sort of like gravitating towards them because that was something I didn't really get to see very much. And then um, later on, it was more so like the badasses and then, the more ultra-violent, then that's just sort of where I would gravitate towards also. Well, the ultra-violent goes hand-in-hand hand for sure. I mean, considering you are considered the hardcore princess. Uh, so there's a lot of pictures of you on the internet that I absolutely love, pictures of you holding a baseball bat with barbed wire. I think it's kind of your signature go-to. I've heard a few matches people have chanted, you know, barbed wire, barbed wire. Is that something that you incorporate or try to incorporate in as many matches as you possibly can? Yeah. Yeah, I really like sharp things. I I prefer using sharp things on people, and um, well, I like baseball too. So the barbed wire bats, I'm like, this is really great because well, I can hit them, and then I can just really cut them open. It, it does really go hand in hand, especially if you love the two things, sharp objects and and baseball. It, it definitely is a match made in heaven, 150 <laughs> percent. And I can't get in trouble for it, so it's great. Absolutely not, especially when it's a hardcore match. There are no rules. The only rule is that you just got to win. Yeah. Yeah. 
So a couple of my, just to highlight a couple of my favorite matches with yours, um, there's so many to go through, but um, this was an event I actually attended. This was back in, ooh, I want to say December of 2018. This is when I just started getting into kind of the indie scene and started seeing what was out there and what was around while we were just, I was just starting up the podcast with a friend of mine who's no longer on the podcast. I just run it solo now myself. But this is you versus a former guest of mine, Divya. And this is back on December 9th, 2018. You guys had a match for uh, Championship Wrestling from Ontario, and it was a great match. Unfortunately, ended in, I want to say, kind of questionable fashion because you two started brawling in the middle of the ring near the end of the match and kind of cleared out the locker room. We had a lot of the guys come out, separate you two, and there never really was a definitive finish to that match. Do you remember the match that I'm talking about? Oh, yes, I do. <clears throat> yeah, she Divya hits hard hit just as hard and I, I love the story that you guys told I thought it was uh you know from bell to bell or well bell to you know separation anyways <laughs> it was a really great story that was told um any other any other things that stand out to you from that match um I thought that was an interesting way for her to make a first impression um with the WO um and um you know, I underestimated her. She brought a lot to the match with, uh, like, you know, her strength and her skill. So, like, looking back on the match, I was like, I knew it was a good one. You know, it was challenging. It just wasn't one-sided. Um, so I was just impressed with what she brought to the table. And um, she really raised the, helped raise the bar for the women's division. Absolutely. I, I could not agree with you 100% more on that. Uh, no, yeah, I I think that's when whenever any somebody can step in the ring and they can, you know the match is going to be good, but when they come in the ring and they surprise you, that's what makes it special, because you're not sure what you're going to get, and then when you get something on the other end of things and you and then you finish it and you look at it, you go, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, and I can tell that when you're in the ring, you have fun. I don't ever not see you not having fun. And I think that's the that's what translates so well with you to the fans. Because you always look like you're having an enjoyable time, especially when it's, you know, brawling or when it's using sharp objects on people. Definitely when you're using sharp objects on people, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I'm always having fun because wrestling is something I've always wanted. So when I'm in the ring, I'm just making sure I'm having the most fun because... It's sort of how you live your dream. If you're not having fun, then it's not really where you want to be. So, yeah, and it's just it's just a lot of fun just knowing that the more I like beat people up, the more I'm uh, getting closer to winning. Hundred <laughs> percent. Another match of uh, mine and one that stands out for me. This was an event that I did not attend, but um, I was able to go back and watch it on YouTube. This guy's one of my favorites. He's been around in the indie scene for a long time. He's uh, the head honcho of uh, Smash Wrestling as well, Sebastian Suave. And this is you guys facing off in March 2018. I love intergender wrestling. I'm a big advocate. I mean, I'm sure you've checked out the show. So, you know, I'm a very big advocate of women's wrestling. I'm a very big advocate of, of uh, advocating that women can do this. They can kick so much ass and they can do it sometimes 10 times better than the men. And I'm a proud girl dad. I have two daughters and I shout them out on the show all the time. And, and uh, wrestling was a great way for me to show them that they can do anything. And uh, they've met most of the women in the business. They have not had a chance to meet you yet. But once COVID ends, hopefully we can get out to a show and we can meet you uh, for sure. Or they can meet you. 
Oh, they they I've showed my ten year old daughter some of the, my favorite matches, especially the one with Divya, and because she knows Divya, she's met Divya. She loved that match. She thought it was great, and she loves your look. She loves how you come out. You come out in the sometimes the black trench coat, but you also have the skirts on and stuff. She just absolutely loves your getup and how you present yourself, and loves everything about the character. And she thinks the baseball bat is kick ass. She hopes that you'll never use it on her <laughs> unless she's in the ring. But she thinks the baseball bat is kick ass for sure. Um, but this match was, uh, it stands out to me as a testament to you because he's a great tactical wrestler. You as yourself are a great tactical wrestler and this match was awesome. And at the end you were able to score the victory. Well-deserved. It's not like you stole it or you were underhanded in any way. You deserve the victory. And anyone that uh, wants to know what we're talking about, all these matches are available on YouTube, but this is a match that I think stands out to me and shows your tactical ability above anything else. Would you agree with me in that statement? Um, yeah, actually, I would. Yeah, I yeah, that was a that was a match that I was really looking forward to, and I was like, when we got to do that match, um, it was just something we hadn't done for CWO. We we had a match like that um, in Smash, so it was our first time in a in a very long time, and so I know when I wrestle someone like Sebastian Suave, I got a really really got to change what I'm accustomed to because I know what I'm, what I'm going to be going up against. Yeah. Well, I think you handled yourself quite well. And um, like I said, you scored the victory and it was well-earned and well-deserved and it was a great story. And I think, I think intergender wrestling, uh, it gets a lot of slack uh, in some parts of it. People don't believe in it. They don't think it should be done, but I think if it's two talented individuals, man or woman, doesn't matter to me if they can go in the ring and they can do what you guys did in that match, then it's done right and it's done perfect and it's done exactly the way it should be. So that actually kind of brings me to my next question, which would be uh, intergender wrestling. I mean, you've done it. You've been involved in a lot of matches with with uh, the opposite sex. And does it ever change from you when you're wrestling a woman or a man? Does it ever really change how you approach the match? I mean, I'm sure it does in a certain sense. But do you just look at anybody as that that's an opponent across the ring? That's somebody somebody I have to get through to get to the next thing that I want to do. Yeah, um, I guess really I don't I, I approach everybody the same, to be honest, because I don't. Yeah, I just approach everybody the same. It's like, OK, what are you good at? Like, you know, like what are our strengths? And what can we always do better? Um, so it doesn't really matter who it is particularly. It's just knowing what they bring and then how we can sort of uh, come out on top with what you have, right? Um, yeah, so it's never really been a thing. I think when, it, when I first started, it, was, it sort of seemed to be that way. But then as it became a little bit more um normal to be seen um in wrestling now um yeah i guess yeah i guess just really becoming more normal <laughs> so i think it's just sort of okay well it's everybody sort of proven that okay they can just wrestle the same and it doesn't really matter like which gender it is 
Exactly. And, and that's my thoughts on, on everything on that as well, is that it shouldn't really matter the gender. It should just matter if you're a fantastic performer. And um, that match, I think, highlighted both of you very well. And uh, like I said, the victory was well earned and well deserved. The last match that I want to highlight is you from another one of my former guests. This is Nova. This is Nova uh, through PWE, Pro Wrestling Eclipse. This is back in uh, September 15th of 2019. This is another show that I was at. I was able to see both of you. Um, and this is a match that I love. This is you two going at it for the, uh, women's championship. And, um, you know, she's a powerhouse. You're a powerhouse. This again shows the adaptability that I think you have when you step into the ring. Like you said, you have to change, sometimes change your style into incorporating how things work. There was a lot of power moves here. And I mean, no surprise. I, I love Nova, but she's still like fresh and new in the business. You were able to retain your title. Pretty much very easily, but it was a great 13-minute match. I loved everything about it. Uh, do you remember this match that I'm talking about as well? Thank you. Yes, I do. I was uh, really looking forward to wrestling her because she was a new a new face um, in the Ontario scene. So I was just like, okay, I want to see what she's made of. I know who she like who she was trained by, and I'm like, let's just see what she's got and. Uh, you know, she, her professionalism was great and that impressed me. Um, her athleticism and her knowledge was, was really good. Just, uh, too bad. She's not champ. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> no, it's okay. You, you are still, you are still the reigning defending champion and there's nothing anybody can do about it, especially right now with COVID. There's not a whole lot of stuff happening, but I'm sure when the world opens up, you're going to have a lot of contenders knocking at your door. And I'm sure you're more than ready to step back in the ring. Oh, definitely. I'd be like, let's go. Let's bring it. See how many people, see how many people I can beat in a row just so I can still be champion. I like it. Absolutely. Anytime you're rocking gold, it's a good day, right? So talk to me about... Um, the moniker of the uh, the hardcore princess. I mean, you didn't just gain that overnight. Obviously, we know your your love for sharp objects and using them on people. But where did that really get crowned for you, Jules? Where did that kind of come out where they would, you know, that was the hardcore princess and Jules Malone were synonymous, one and the same? Um, honestly, it's back when... Um when I started with Death Proof, we did a, a separate hardcore show, um, and like I got the "She's Hardcore" chant, like like how they would do it, like ECW, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then, um, and then I think someone someone just started chanting it, like "Hardcore Princess." I'm like, "Yeah, I like it. Okay, you know, yeah, I'm gonna keep that." okay it's official you know i was like i was like oh it just sort of like works but uh yeah i can't remember what year it was but it was definitely like you know, about five years ago so 2015-ish very cool very very cool so, so I know you, uh, you have, uh, if the internet doesn't lie to me, I mean, you try to do the research that you can, but I know that uh, you debuted in 2011, worked your way up through the ranks, and you've had so many matches, some which we highlighted here in this conversation today. But is the, 
I always ask this question. I always get different answers. There's a lot of wrestlers who say to me, I, I can't, I can't narrow it down to just one match or I can't just, you know, uh, tip my hat to one, one opponent. But if there was ever a match, looking back at all the great matches that you've had in your career, if there was a match that you would feel like if you were to hang your boots up tomorrow and call it a day, if there was one match that you can look back at with absolute fondness and say that right there is one of my strongest bodies of work. Is there anything that sticks out to you? If, even if it isn't a match, it may be an opponent that you face that you just loved the in-ring chemistry that you two had that stands the test of time for yourself, looking back at your career thus far. Um, that's, that's a hard question for me to answer. Um, I don't know. I think I I had a great match with uh, TPO, and that was for that was for Simmer. And then I I had one with um hello uh, well, with Dominica that was in the UK. That was a fun one. Um oh. and then a lot of my death matches. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of my death matches, because I think that's where sometimes I just really like push the envelope further into being crazy. But, um, yeah. very, very difficult question to answer. I do ask the tough questions, or at least I try to, anyways. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, so a lot of things have been kind of happening happening in wrestling right now with the COVID things. Any wrestling is not happening, at least in Ontario. Some places in the States are opening up, um, and hopefully some parts of Ontario are opening up as well. We just got to get protocols and stuff into place. When the world goes back to whatever the new normal may be, um, is there anybody you have your eye on? that you're looking forward to stepping into the ring or when, you know, bookings start happening again, is there anywhere that you want to kind of put your, your stamp, your, your flag in the map to solidify yourself as, you know, that, that, you know, this is now another area of mine that I've conquered another, you know, promotion that I've gone in, kicked ass, taken names. And I, I can, I can just add another, you know, notch to my impressive career thus far. Mm. Mm. I would love to go down to Mexico. <laughs> I need to do something down there. Um, I definitely want to I want to have like a really good death match and then I want to have a really good competitive wrestling match down there. Um, yeah, that's for sure. And then the exact same thing down in Japan. <laughs> Absolutely. Mexico, I think, I think you would kill it in Mexico. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's right up your. I think it's right up your alley, Mexico. You could do a lot of. You could do a lot of kick-ass shit in Mexico, and I think you put your flag there for sure. Another thing that's happening in uh, the world of wrestling, or has been happening over the last couple of weeks, is uh, the speaking out movement. There's been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, names called out. A lot of people uh, whose darker sides have kind of been brought to the forefront of who they are and handle them themselves. Uh, behind the curtain and uh, it's it shed a lot of light on an issue that a lot of people have you know no one has been there for a while but again nobody was speaking out hence the name um what are your thoughts and feelings on that 
in terms of the speaking out movement and and getting rid of these, uh, I don't know how to word it properly, but getting rid of these bad eggs, these bad apples that are uh, putting a stain on the business that we love so much. Uh, I think think it's really good that people are getting together um, uh, to share each other and sharing these negative experiences. and then I think it's really good um, being able to um, point out who these bad people are and who are people who are bad for the business. I think it's really good that they can do that. Um, and then I think what that'll do, I think it's going to also encourage people just to not behave in negative manners when you think. You know, I think that'll set an example of like, like, hey, people are not going to be tolerating this type of behavior now. They don't even start to try to do that because people now know that it's not acceptable. So, it's a great, great statement. I think it uh, reigns very, very true. Um, And I think it's going to do great for the business when everything gets back to, again, whatever the new normal may be. Uh, it'll definitely help make the locker rooms a little bit better. I know most of them already work great because a lot of the promotions, at least here in home, they know how to handle the business and they know how to make sure everyone is treated with the same respect and dignity that they should be. I mean, it's all fun and games when you're out in the ring and, you know, a fan's heckling you and you're getting into it that way. But behind closed doors, uh, it should be a moniker of respect 150% for sure. As long as, you know, people know that even the fans, some fans tend to cross the lines and do stupid stuff. As long as the fans know that, like myself, we just love and appreciate the business for what it is and don't take it to that point where, you know, they get themselves kicked out of the venue, I'm happy. And I think uh, I think it's going to do well to highlight and, uh, you know, expose those individuals and get rid of them and just make everything a lot better all around. And my final question, and before I get into my final question, I do want to say thank you very much for the time today. Uh, and you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, maybe a little bit longer next time around, would absolutely love to have another conversation with you. Um, and my final question, I'm going to call this, uh, I like to play a little bit of a game with you. I'm going to throw out some weapons, and you let me know if you've used them or if you haven't used them yet, or if you plan on using them in the near future. Does that sound like fun? Yep. All right, here we go. So, I mean, this the first one's very easy for you. It's no... It should. I already know the answer, but uh, a baseball bat wrapped with barbed wire. Yes. A frying pan. Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, to think about that. <laughs> you had to go back in the archives a little bit. Today and think, hmm, yeah. What have I hit over somebody's head? Um, this is another easy one, uh, but a garbage can. Um, hmm, now I get a little bit hard. Oh, kendo stick. Yes. Okay, ladder, chair. Yep. And yes. Okay. And this is one I've only seen in a few matches. I don't know how, if you've done it or not, but uh, I guess those tube lights, I'm not sure the exact name for them, but they break and they shatter something pretty serious. I love light tubes light tubes there you go so yes i'm assuming that's yes <laughs> uh lego yes okay uh tax yep hmm. 
I'm running out of I'm running out of things that you could do with yourself here uh, and put yourself in bodily harm. Oh, I guess this one is kind of intriguing. Uh, stop sign. Hmm. Did I get one? <laughs> oh, yes, I did. We yes, we did use one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, and uh, I've only seen it in one or two matches, and they're over in Japan. But uh, like a blowtorch, a lighter, anything like that. I've helped light someone on fire, but that's not in like one of my own matches. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's right. I was uh, lighting Mickey Knuckles on fire. So I stapled her vagina, and then I lit the dollar bill on fire. But not a blowtorch. Not a blowtorch, but a lighter. Okay, so we've used something with fire in it. And my last question was going to be the staple gun, which I believe you just answered that. So, yeah. So there's really not much the Hardcore Princess has not used. And that that there, if you guys, anybody listening does not believe that she's hardcore, uh, she's hardcore. She's literally listed yes to every single weapon that I threw out there. Some of them are standard, some of them not so standard. But yes, the Hardcore Princess has definitely, uh, definitely used a lot of weapons for bodily harm, all in the, you know, fun and respect of entertainment, of course. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, Jules, thank you so much for the time today. You go enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, the episode is going to drop probably sometime in August or September. I'll tag you, tag you, tag you in all the posts. And uh, again, thank you so much for the time. You truly are the Hardcore Princess. And I hope that when the world gets back to normal, um, you and I can meet, take a picture. I can introduce you to my little daughters and uh, see you wrestle in another kick-ass environment. Hey, that sounds like a plan. And thank you very much for having me. And good time chatting. And um, yeah, we'll definitely do another um, another talk. Absolutely. You go enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening, and we'll talk very soon. Okay. Cheers. Bye, guys. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. It's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay, buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you.